a common sense reality check for both the left and the right. This is American Viewpoints with Mike Ferguson. Anytime we talk about government restricting or regulating or stopping any kind of expression or speech, we should take pause. There are some people who say, hey, we need to do it because we have misinformation. We have hate speech. We need to deal with that. But if we're going to deal with it, then let's make sure we're dealing with it in a way that doesn't violate any of the foundations of our nation's concept of freedom. I'm Mike Ferguson. Thank you for staying with us here on American Viewpoints. Among the organizations who have their eye on a state law that's being challenged in New York is the New Civil Liberties Alliance, and this has to do with a state law that's targeting social media companies. And you may say, eh, I don't live in New York. What's it matter to me? Oh, it matters to you. I am joined now by one of their staff attorneys, Caitlin Sherwaldi. And Caitlin, thanks so much for being on the program. You all filed a brief in this particular case in the appeals court. Let's first start with what is the law that was passed in New York? And then we're going to get into why you've got such a problem with it. Yes. Thank you so much for having me, Mike. So this law is called the hateful conduct law. And the impetus for this law was that there was a shooting, a racially motivated shooting in Buffalo, New York in May of 2022. Um, and this caught the attention of the governor and the attorney general of New York because this shooting was broadcasted on a social media platform called Twitch. Now, the attorney general did some investigating into the shooting and decided that the platforms that were used to broadcast, broadcast the shooting needed to be cracked down on. Um, so in June of 2022, the New York legislature passed the hateful conduct law. And that was a pretty fast turnaround for a law. I mean, if uh, the, tra- and I remember that tragedy that happened. And so when they passed this law, what was it that they are restricting social media companies from doing, or what is it that they're requiring them to do from now on? Right. So there, there are two things that these social media platforms need to do. And, and first, I just wanted to note that the definition of social media network is very broad. It's essentially any sort of service provider that shares content with other users or makes content available to the public. So that, that's why plaintiffs like Eugene Volick are involved in this, even though he has a blog and it's not the traditional social media company that you think of like Facebook or Twitter. But um, the, the, these companies have to do two things. So first, they must create a mechanism that users can access to file complaints of hate speech. And second, which is what NCLA focused on, is these companies must draft a policy for how they will respond and address the reports of hateful conduct. What is hate speech? How, how is that defined? I mean, what is it? We hear people talk about that all the time, but if we're going to uh, talk about laws that say they're going to crack down on it, I think it's only fair we decide what that is or define what that is. What is hate speech? So the way that New York defined it was that it was the use of the social media network to vilify humiliate or incite violence against against a list of protected classes of people. And what's problematic about this is what does vilify and humiliate mean? And who gets to be the arbiter of moral good and bad? So the, the problem is the vagueness of this law and also the fact that it uh, infringes First Amendment rights. Okay, I want to get to that First Amendment question here in just a second. That voice you're hearing is Caitlin Schiraldi from the New Civil Liberties Alliance. Well, a lot of people would say, Caitlin, listen, I, I don't want people 
doing terrible things and acting horrible towards each other or risking the incitement of uh, violence or hatred or anything like that. So what's wrong with having government you know, step in and saying, we're going to set some rules, we're going to have some guidelines? I mean, if it makes people behave better, what's the problem? Right. That's uh, that's kind of that's the main question. And, and people on the other end defending hate speech are, are looked at unfavorably. Um, but you know what? The First Amendment was not meant to uh, crack down on speech that makes other people uncomfortable. I mean, people have the freedom to say what they want. And the problem, like I like I just said, is who determines what is hate speech? One person's hate speech could be another person's, you know, they shrug it off. That was just not a nice thing to say. So more speech is the answer here. And there's actually a really good story um, that kind of goes along with this. There's a TED talk that this woman named Megan Phelps Roper did. I'm not sure if you've heard of the Westboro Baptist Church, but oh, yeah. she was part of that as a, as a teenager. And they would stand outside military funerals and hold horrible signs that said things like, thank God for dead soldiers. So she began running the Westboro Baptist Church's Twitter account and engaging with users. And they pointed out some flaws in her religion, which ultimately uh, led to her leaving the church. And that just goes to show that if hate speech was not allowed, then that type of thinking would just be buried deep beneath the ground. And, And if you don't have other ideas to come out and expose kind of the insanity of some things that people say, then then you'll never get to truly combat what New York is trying to combat, which is some racist speech. Yeah, when I was a, a news reporter in a uh, past part of my career, I witnessed the Westboro Baptist Church a couple of times. Thank and it's, you. yeah, it's really hard to watch and, and listen to sometimes. And Caitlin, I think that's what a lot of people maybe are trying to say is we want some kind of community standard and the community at this point being social media. But the real question from what I'm hearing you say, and tell me if I'm wrong here, is it's not so much about what a community standard is going to be in an online community. It's what the role and the authority of the government is going to be in this. That's right. I mean, we have natural rights. We are, we have God ordained rights to speak. The government is there to protect that right. So the government does not exist to tell us what we can and cannot say, which is exactly what New York is doing. Okay. And in the particular case where you've filed your brief, while it is a New York uh, state law and it is uh, in an appeals court right now, what is the possible effect on everybody else, regardless of where you live? Right. So, I mean, it kind of goes uh, to what we're, what we were talking about just prior is if this, if the Second Circuit reverses the Southern District of New York, they do not agree with the Southern District of New York, and they allow this type of law to go into place, again, who is the arbiter of moral good and bad, then that would mean other states might be prompted to perhaps pass some sort of law like this if the Second Circuit says that it's all right. Um, we're sure hoping that the Second Circuit agrees with the Southern District of New York and says, listen, this is an impermissible um, infringement on First Amendment rights. Okay, so just a real quick point of clarification, Caitlin. So as of right now, the court ruling that's in place right now is against Mm -hmm. the law that was passed, correct? That's correct. In favor of the plaintiffs, Eugene Volokh, local and rumble and against the law. Okay, then is there a way or is there a role for government to be involved in something like a social media platform or in some place where ideas are exchanged that is compliant with the first amendment that might be appropriate or is it an all or nothing hands off let us say what we want to say 
You know, that's an interesting question. Um, I, I'm not so sure that the from the data we've been given recently in cases like another one of NCLA's cases, Missouri versus Biden, um, the the government has been working hand in hand with these social media companies. I don't know that we've seen in our current day a time where social media companies and the government have been untangled from a one another. So it's hard to say what, what the government's role could be in in monitoring hateful conduct. I don't know that that's their, their role. Um, if social media platforms want to put out their own policies, so be it, but the government can't tell them what those policies are. Yeah. So when in doubt, cite on the, uh, the air, air on the side of freedom then? Yes, I would say so. Okay. So the new civil liberties Alliance, and of course uh, you can find your all's work in this particular case right here. Where do we find what you do online? Let's talk about the website. Let's talk about your social media as well. So people want to learn more. What's the way to do it? Yes. So you can visit us online at nclalegal.org or on Twitter at NCLA legal. Um, our communications team does a wonderful job of keeping everyone up to date on all of our recent victories. Yeah, we've got a culture versus legal clash, and that's not an easy answer. So, Caitlin, uh, Caitlin Chiraldi from New Civil Liberties Alliance, really appreciate you being on the program. This is so much bigger than just that stupid tweet that somebody sends that makes makes everybody mad. You're right. <laughs> all right. Thank you. Okay, speaking of information and technology, artificial intelligence is going to redefine how we work, maybe how we communicate, and we are in a competition with China to be the dominant force in that. What happens if we fall behind? We're going to talk about that just ahead right here on American Viewpoints.